Hey, before you sit down, before you sit down, we, we, uh, we've been, we, we did good this week. We usually sit down, then we've been standing back up. But we, um, so one of the things we've been doing, we've been living with this passage of scripture for the last few weeks. And so uh, I, I'm inviting everyone to stand and not just hear this, this scripture, but, but for us to say it together. Because this is kind of, a, um, kind of a banner over us when we're looking at uh, this series, Life Goals kind of what our hope is, is that, that God would do a work in us and through us in such a way that, that, that this would kind of be a picture of who we are as, as, as followers of Jesus and as the church. So um, would you read this with me? This is God's word for us today from Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 through 8. It's going to be on the screen. If you've got some sermon notes today, uh, it's in there as well. So let's, let's read this together. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is the word of God for the people of God. And so we say, thanks be to God. Hey, before you sit down, maybe just say good morning to somebody and then y'all can have a seat. So it, it really is great to have you all here today, just excited about what, uh, what God is doing here and what God has been doing and what we believe God is going to do as we gather and worship together in Jesus' name. And uh, one of the things that I've been doing the last few weeks is I'll have, before you sit down, I'll have people, I'll give kind of a conversation starter, and so I didn't put you through that this morning, so if you're a guest, just know you, you, know, you, you dodged that today. Um, but, but here's a question I want to ask you, and it's a yes or no question, and you don't have to raise your hand, just, just, just think about it. And answer honestly in your mind, okay? Do you have rhythm? Do you have rhythm, okay? Um, can you clap on two and four? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. Yeah, there you go. Do it with me. Two, three, four. What about, there we go. Yeah, you got rhythm. That's good. And what about a waltz? One, two, three. 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 One, two. That's good. You got rhythm. Y'all got rhythm. That's good. Rhythm is important, isn't it? Uh, rhythm is important. And, and, and what I want to talk about today is that rhythm is not just important uh, in music. Rhythm is important in every part of our lives. We see it in music most often, right? And, and, and sometimes uh, it's most obvious when it's out of rhythm, right? I, w I was at an event uh, a few weeks ago, and there was a song that started, and, and the drummer and the lead vocalist uh, we're not on the same rhythm. <laughs> and so, um, so, and I watched, and they're pros, and they, they got it by the end of the song. But the whole first verse, I was just so uh, tense uh, because I heard, I heard her trying to, trying to catch up and, and get uh, in rhythm with the drummer. And she was moving so fast, like double time, singing the first verse of this song. And, and finally, by the time they got to the chorus, uh, they were there together. And then the, the, the second verse was, was flowing together, and it was moving. It was this beautiful life-giving thing, but, um, but until that point, uh, it, was, it was hard. It was hard to listen to. It was hard to be, be there, and, and I thought about that this week, and I thought, I wonder how many of us feel like in our lives that we're like just struggling to catch up to, to the rhythm 
of our life, right? Um, somehow, somewhere along the way, we got, we got off on the rhythm and, 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 and we're just trying to, to catch up. We're trying to, to get there. Does anybody, anybody relate to that? Does anybody feel like that? Maybe even feel like that this morning, like you woke up and you were <laughs> kind of thumbs up and amen in the back. Uh, like we're just struggling to, to keep up or to find that rhythm in, in life where uh, it's kind of hard to explain and, and, and we know, uh, sometimes we don't even recognize it when we're in the rhythm, but we recognize when we're out of rhythm, right? We recognize when we're offbeat or, or we're not in that place. Well, uh, that's what I want to talk about for just a few minutes this morning. And I think God's word has some things that can really help us um, and teach us how to, to live in this place of, of rhythms that God has for us. Uh, this is all part of this conversation we're having about life goals. And, and we kind of started this conversation, uh, for those of y'all that maybe this is your first time here, or you haven't been here in the last few weeks, uh, we've been talking about different things that, that, that help us um, get, get on a start the new year and, and, and start a new path of really leaning into the life that Christ offers us, the life that God has created us for, and that Christ came so that we might have life abundant and eternal. Um, life together in Christ. That's what our, our vision statement is here at the church because that's what we believe God wants for us as a church. So we started talking about the difference between New Year's resolutions and New Year's revelation. Resol re resolution's kind of about me and what I can do or what I can't do. But revelation is about, uh, it's not just a book in the Bible. Revelation is about how God reveals himself to us. That God, uh, we, we serve a God that is very personal, that desires relationship with us, that desires to speak to us and lead us and guide us, and when we we position ourselves to, to receive that revelation, that word from God through God's word and through God's spirit and God's people, then then God begins to lead us down this path that that leads to life. And and so uh, we've been talking about what it looks like to be really intentional about that. And so we've talked about how revelation uh, gives us new perspective, it gives us new priorities, it gives us new practices. And last week we talked about. Uh, what I called New Year's relationships and, and, and rituals. We talked about those, those principle, practice principles and principle practices that help us kind of move forward and grow in our spiritual life. And so today, I want to talk about uh, what I'm calling New Year's routines and, and rhythms um, because I think that that's so important for us. Uh, next week, we're going to finish the series and we're going to talk about this ancient practice called the rule of life that really helps us live intentionally. So I'm excited about that. I hope you all be back next week to, as we finish the series. But I really think you're going to get a lot out of today. Um, and, and so again, just if you haven't been here, just to give you just a quick kind of differentiate, differ, uh, the difference between uh, some of these different things that we've been talking about. When we talk about relationships, we're talking about people, right? Those people in our lives that we need to help us grow in our faith. And we talk about rituals, that's basically just about purpose, how um, things like worship and, and coming together remind us of what our purpose is, why we're here and why we, we gather together. Routines are about simply those practices that we have in place in our lives that help us grow in our faith, that, that remind us of who we are and whose we are. And then rhythms are basically, um, if, if I had to give a word to describe it, uh, is all about patterns. Uh, rhythms are about patterns, right? Again, one, two, three, four, and then we start over. One, two, three, four, and then we start over. It's about these patterns that, that and, and, and all of these things, relationships and rituals and routines and rhythms, they're all uh, about basically uh, bringing order to the chaos of our lives, right? They're, they're there to help us find that rhythm so that we're not constantly trying to catch up and, and find it, how we can live intentionally each day 
according to uh, those principles and, and priorities of our faith. So, so today we're going to talk specifically about, about rhythms. And um, I want to read a passage of scripture for you that I think uh, has a lot to say to those of us that feel like we're always trying to, to kind of keep up and find that rhythm in life. Uh, this is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Uh, Jesus has been going throughout the, the different towns, uh, throughout the region of Galilee, and he's, he's preaching the gospel, the, the kingdom of God, and he's inviting people to experience this new way of life uh, in and through a relationship with him. So I want you to listen to this. Again, Jesus is talking. He says this. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, you may have heard that passage before. You may have wondered, what does that mean? What is a yoke? What is... You know, all those different things, right? And we could go into all the different details of that this morning. But, but what I want to share with you, what I think is important for today it is this. Uh, there's another version of the Bible. It's a paraphrase called The, the Message. And it sort of um, tells the same story of the scriptures, but with some, some different language. And I think this will maybe help us understand what it could mean for you and me today. This is that same verse again. And, and it simply says it like this. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. And then there's this great phrase that I want to lift up this morning. It's, it says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that. Let me read it one more time. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. God's unconditional, unmerited favor and loving action towards us. The unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you will learn to live freely and lightly. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. So what does that look like? I, I, I want to take just a few minutes this morning to talk about uh, what it looks like to learn the unforced rhythms of grace and how to make them part of our daily routine. And, and what, I want to, what I want to point out to you is this. What we've already talked about this morning. Life is all about rhythm. And I think life is all about rhythm because that's part of God's design, not just for us and our bodies, but for all of creation. In fact, if you go all the way back to the beginning, right, the book of Genesis, the creation story tells us that that creation uh, was not complete until there was a day that was completely devoted to rest. And there was this pattern that was set forth by God. It was a pattern for all living things. All the way at the beginning of the book, when, when God created the heavens and the earth and all that was in it, it said that, that uh, the earth was formless and void and the Spirit of God hovered over the deep. And the whole creation story is about God bringing order to chaos. That the world was chaos and God 
brought order. And the way that God did that, there's a rhythm and a pattern to every day of the creation story. It was like there was morning and evening and it was good. And there was light and there was dark and it was good. And there was land and there was water and it was good. There were plants, there were animals, it was good. There were human beings created in God's image and it was good. And then on the seventh day, God rested. Those of you that know music, there, there are rests that are written into the songs and they're, they're just as important as the notes, right? If you don't acknowledge the rest, you're going to get off rhythm, right? And so it's right there in the, in the creation story. This is the, the rhythm of creation. There were... There were six days and then God rested and then it began again. It's this rhythm of creation. And, and it's not just there. As you go through the Bible, you see these different rhythms. There's a place in the next book of the Bible, Exodus, where, where Moses, the leader of, of the people of God, uh, comes down from this mountain after, after being uh, with God and receiving these tablets called the Ten Commandments. He brings them down from the mountain and he shares them with the people. And these Ten Commandments were basically the way for God to bring order to the chaos, not of not of creation, but to the chaos of this community, this community of people that was out of rhythm with, with what God wanted for their lives. And so he shares these commandments with them. And, and all of them are usually like a word or a sentence, but there's one that's a whole paragraph, the fourth commandment, and it's about rest. Listen to this. Remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you or your son or your daughter, your male or female servant, your, your animals, your anyone residing in your towns. For in the six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, one of my favorite words in the Bible, therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. And in the same way, when we, when we keep the Sabbath, when we keep in step with that rhythm and in and, and step with God's spirit, God continues to make us holy. Holy not in a holier-than-thou Kind of way, but holy as in learning how to live and love the way that, that God intends us to. So see, there's this rhythm, there's this pattern to creation, there's this rhythm, there's this pattern to community. And then we see it all over the place in the world, right? The earth revolves around the sun in 24 hours, around the that rotates around in, in 365 days. The, uh, the days are 24 hours, and the Monday, and then we have the weeks are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the seasons, right? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Winter, spring, summer, fall. The rhythms, the patterns are, are everywhere. And what's true in, in, in creation is true in us as beings created in the image of God. Have you ever thought about the rhythms of your life that just are part of, of, of our, our physical bodies, we, we breathe in, we breathe out, we breathe in, we breathe out. Our heartbeat, right? Do, 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 do. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. We walk back and forth, right? When we sleep at night or snore, depending on who you are, right? They call that the circadian rhythm, right? Rhythm is, is everywhere. And what we know is when those things get out of rhythm, 
when our breathing gets out of rhythm, when our heart gets out of rhythm, when our sleep cycle gets out of rhythm, it can be life-threatening, right? Because those things are life-giving because those are gifts from God that God has given us to have life, right? And so, so here's, here's what this is all about this morning. Here's why this is important. This is why I want to share all this with you. I think one of our biggest problems, one of our biggest obstacles, one of the biggest threats to, to the life, the abundant life that we're looking for, that, that God intends for us, that Christ came for us to receive, is that we've gotten stuck in these forced rhythms in our life. And, and they're forced rhythms often of our, our culture, right? Where we just, we're struggling to keep up. Our culture says your worth is found in what you do, and so we work ourselves to death, right? But grace says your worth is found in, in who you are. And, and, and the work that, that God gives us to do is work that is life-giving. Not just for us, but, but for those around us. You keep going with that. Our, our culture says because your worth is found in what you do, then, then we have to fill every moment with, with activity and with noise, right? But the Bible says be still and know that I am God. Our, our culture says no rest for the weary. But Jesus says if you're weary, come to me and I'll show you how to live. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Walk with me and work with me. Watch and learn from me. The Gospels are full of examples of Jesus not just saying that, but, but actually living accord, his earthly life according to these rhythms of grace. He was led by the Spirit of God, not just as he walked through the wilderness, which is what we're going to talk about in our next series, but he walked in the Spirit as he lived his everyday life. And it was this balance of maintaining constant communion with God and, and constant connection with others. Let me give you just a few examples. They're, they're in your sermon notes if you want to go back and read them this week. But I want to highlight just, just a few. Uh, Luke chapter 4, it says, At daybreak he went out into a solitary place. People were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns because that's why... I was sent, Luke chapter 5, yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and be healed of their sicknesses, but Jesus withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke chapter 6, one of those days Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and he spent the night praying to God, but when morning came he called his disciples to him and he chose the twelve. And then Luke chapter 9, when the apostles returned, they, re they reported to Jesus what they had done, and he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. The crowds learned about him and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. I could keep going, but do you, do you see the pattern, the, the back and forth, the rhythms of Christ? It was push and pull, breathe in, breathe out, engage, withdraw, be with people, be with God, this is the, the pattern of abundant life in Christ, the, the unforced rhythms of grace that Jesus is inviting us to learn from him so that we can live the life that he came for us to have. If we can create routines around those rhythms, we can make these patterns a part of our everyday practice. I believe that we will find rest for our weary souls, even in the midst of our busy lives, in the midst of our hectic world. So again, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? That's my prayer for you and me today. It's not easy 
but thankfully God is with us and God is for us and God is working in and through and around us even in, in ways that we can't see and maybe ways that we don't feel but he's working for our good and for his glory which is our greatest good and so we can be assured that even even when we miss the mark even when we get out of rhythm God's grace lovingly invites us back to walk in step to be in relationship with him the unforced rhythms of grace there's a um, I always have tried in this series to, to give one little practical thing that you can think about. And so I want to share with you just one really practical tool as you think about what this could look like uh, in your life. Uh, early on in ministry, when I was trying to learn how to, how to develop rhythms of life in ministry, there was a mentor that shared something with me called a, a rhythmic week. And, um, and it, here, here's a picture of it on the screen. It's basically a way of, of dividing up your week into three blocks. Um, each, each day, three blocks, morning, afternoon, and night. And what you do is you, you fill in different categories for each of those things. And one of the great things about it, one of the reasons why I wanted to share it with you today is the first three blocks that you're supposed to put in, if you see the red blocks there, is your Sabbath. That you decide in the beginning, this is the day that I have decided to give to rest. And then everything else builds around that. Um, now you can see the blue blocks are for your family time. Uh, the, the gold blocks are, are what's called GSD time. That stands for get stuff done. <laughs> so we're still working. We're still living our lives. And that looks different for everybody, right? My schedule is different than your schedule. But we have specific blocks for that. We have specific blocks for meetings that we go to, those blue blocks. And then the gray blocks are for flex time. So that could be different things. And so there's, there's, there's some, some movement in that. But the basic idea around this is, is to learn how to develop some daily rhythms, and then you can add routines, the, like devotionals and things like that, into your, your weekly routine of getting things done, but, but getting them done intentionally, um, knowing in your mind what the purpose is and, and where, where you're leading. So, so the overall life goal is for this is just to bring intentionality to your days and to your week so that you can learn to live in step with God's spirit and experience that abundant life that Christ offers us, that honors those rhythms of creation, those rhythms of community, those rhythms of, of us being created in God's image and the rhythms of Christ, the word made flesh, God's greatest revelation to us. That's my hope and my prayer for us. I want to I want to pray for you and I want to pray with you this morning. Um, next week we're going to look at this idea of a rule of life, and it's all about relationships and rituals and routines and and rhythms. But it's really about our relationship with God and how it affects every part of our lives. So so the worship team is going to come up and lead us in one more song, and and as they do, uh, the altars are going to be open. If you'd like to take some time just to rest in the presence of God and to allow God to to work in your heart and your mind, I want to invite you. Uh, to do that this morning. The altars are going to be open. Uh, if you want to just come, uh, you can. If you want somebody to pray with you, I'd love to do that. But otherwise, I promise I'll leave you alone. Uh, this is the time for you and, and the Lord. Uh, but as you pray, I just want to leave you with, with two questions just to think about and pray about. And the first one's this. What would it look like for you to discover and develop these unforced rhythms of grace in your life? And then maybe a second one is, what daily routines could you incorporate into your daily life to help bring more intentionality?
your life in Christ. I'd like to pray for you right now. So would you join me for a word of prayer? God, we do thank you for your word and your spirit that, that speaks to us, Lord. We thank you that, that your word is alive and active. And it pierces our hearts and minds, not to hurt, but to heal. To meet us in those places where maybe we've, we've gotten out of rhythm in our relationships or our routines that your grace meets us right there, but never leaves us there. You invite us to come and follow your son, Jesus. And when we do that, we experience life like we've never experienced it before. Life abundant, life eternal, life together in him and through him. So Lord, I thank you for the gift of your word and your spirit and the gift of your people as we gather here in worship today. As we close the service today, I pray that you would just help us to create space in our hearts and minds for you to speak to us, that you might give us the, the grace and the, the strength to respond in whatever way you're calling us to. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all of this and more that is ours in and through your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. The altars are open. Let, let's stand as we sing.